Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sci-Fi Unchained. Really quickly, before we get into the episode, I'd like to invite you all to join the Facebook page, Sci-Fi Unchained. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us pretty easily. Um, I want this to grow. I want this conversation to be had amongst fans, uh, myself, everybody. Um, we have a steady following, and it is growing. I want you to be a part of that growth. So please, 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 please go to our social media and get involved in the discussion. Be a part of Sci-Fi Unchained. So, yeah, go. Go do that right now. <laughs> Hit us up. Uh, I, I post fun things all the time from Fireflies, Star Wars, Stargate, Doctor Who, all that good jazz. So, yeah, go and follow us, guys. And uh, like the page, share it, spread the word. All right. Now on to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Unchained. And today I want to kick off this episode, actually a string of episodes that I'm going to be doing, talking about Rick and Morty. If you are living under a rock and don't know what Rick and Morty is, it is a incredibly fun uh, and in-depth show that analyzes a ton of stuff using parodies of classic science fiction uh, and modern science fiction as well, actually. Um, this latest season so far has been pretty wild. Uh, has sp sparked a little bit of controversy, but the real fans, I don't think, really care. Um, or maybe they do. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard any of that from people I know who are diehard fans. Um, but this first episode, I want to talk about something that Rick and Morty constantly throws in our face, which is that we are insignificant. Now, this is a trope taken from classic uh, sci-fi horror, specifically cosmic horror, that was birthed with um, authors such as H.P. Lovecraft. The episodes where where I, I draw this from is uh, episodes where he, uh, where Rick and Morty do things like hop to different dimensions, to, uh, like whenever they Cronenberg up their own dimension uh, and, and make everybody into Cronen Cronenberg monsters. They just go to another dimension immediately after that dimensions, Rick and Morty kills themselves and implants themselves and implants them into the lives of the now dead Rick and Morty, leaving behind everybody they ever knew, um, even their family. Rick, uh, Rick and Morty leave behind Jerry, uh, Summer, and Beth, which they go back to, or at least M Morty does, goes back to in a later episode. But the thing about that is you completely forget for the rest of the show, or at least I did, uh, because the show kind of enthralls you in such a way that this, this Jerry, Beth and, and summer that they're having episodes with for the rest of the series is not their Jerry, Beth and summer. It's, it's mind-boggling. Um, there's even theories. There's theories 
all around the internet that this Rick isn't even necessarily our Rick or that Morty isn't even our Morty. And what I mean by that is they're not the characters that we started off the series with. They're completely different, meaning that they're from different dimensions. Um, those theories haven't been confirmed. However, you can't really brush them off either. So what does that mean? That means that anybody can be replaced. Any, uh, I, I remember um, whenever uh, Rick goes into his car's battery, <laughs> that, that is a microverse, a teeny-verse. Yeah, microverse. I think he calls it a microverse. Yeah, he calls it a microverse. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Stephen Colbert's character. The, the alien calls it a teeny-verse. That's, a, that's an exemplary episode as well. An entire uh, universe's purpose is to power his car. An entire universe is essentially turned into a battery. If that's not incredibly insignificant, where Rick can just toss it and create another one, that's, that's crazy. That, that speaks volumes to being insignificant. And they explore that, right? Rick and Morty go into the microverse, uh, and then they go into that microverse's uh, teeny-verse which is powering uh, their civilization through the same methods. So they explore this idea by constantly using the, uh, the, the phrase, oh, that sounds like slavery, just with less steps, which a great argument can be made for that, right? Now, what, what does that do? Well, it makes an entire populace incredibly insignificant. Now, you and I are also insignificant in this universe because we can also be replaced. Well, what else happens in that episode? The ship is keeping Summer safe. Rick tells the ship to keep Summer safe. So what does the ship do? The ship uh, <laughs> creates this life form, this gelatinous a boy that's alive for like five seconds. That's the son of, of, uh, one of the police officers who, who is, who's dead. And, uh, he, he melts in the police officer's hands and the ship says, um, all, all your loved ones can be given back. All can be taken away. Not only is that making people insignificant it's it's making them non-human it's it's taking away what makes them sacred nothing and that that's a that's another trope way down the line in um in science and science fiction is that nothing is sacred so it kind of touches on that as well um and that episode goes more into this, right? Uh, not only killing people, psychologically torturing people, but it also like ends this cultural divide between sentient spiders 
and the human populace and and now the the United States government it is in conjuncture with this spider government so it doesn't throw all of this stuff that we see as terrible at us it it gives us solutions which you could see as arbitrarily good or arbitrarily evil. It all depends on your outlook, right? Uh, another episode in one of the earlier seasons where Rick runs into one of his exes that um, that possesses people. This is an episode that, that wildly lends to... Um, not only human beings, but sentient beings being insignificant as well. What if what if everybody was controlled through a hive mind? Okay, now nobody matters. No individual life doesn't matter because individual life is all one life. And if you take away one person's life, well, what was controlling that life is still alive. What what was controlling that person, what was influencing that person, that's still alive. It's as if somebody chopped off my pinky. Now, it is painful, and I would rather them not do that, but I am still alive. An extension of myself is just gone. It's the same principle, but at a much larger scale. They explore the idea of insignificance in this episode, uh, <laughs> not in such a in-your-face, upfront kind of way, so much as they explore um, Rick's psyche and and uh, his relationship with this hive-minded being. Um, I think probably the most significant part of significant. I think probably the most significant part of this episode is at the very end when he takes out that slime creature that that he has frozen in some sort of something. He unfreezes it and it's crying and you have this sad overture music as Rick incinerates it. And then he takes a drink and then he's about to incinerate himself but a bulb goes out and he just passes out asleep. Uh, It is theorized that that little creature is a part of the hive-minded being that Rick uh, had that relationship with. And he kept, he kept it to um, keep a part of her with him at all times that would explain why whenever he unfreezes it, that that creature is crying because of the uh, recent emotional turmoil gone through her and Rick's parting of ways. Even though um, it was seemingly a mutual thing, uh, who hasn't been in a relationship that ended, uh, even if it ended mutually or uh, to the benefit of one or the other without harming uh, the other person. And there wasn't sadness. There's always going to be sadness in, in any kind of breakup, right? So, yeah. And then Rick tries to kill himself. Uh, 
Rick doesn't care. He he gladly would have would have died to to uh, soothe whatever pain was in him. Now later on, we see that Project Phoenix thing where he just comes back in a clone body. So even his death wouldn't be significant. And even though he destroyed that project uh, after one of the earlier seasons, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was the season, it, it, it was the Tiny Rick episode where he transforms himself into a high school student to, to find vampires in Morty and Summer's school. Um, we can see that his consciousness would just hop over to another dimension's um, Project Phoenix and and wake up in a vat. So even something so insurmountable as death is insignificant in the Rick and Morty universe because everything can just come back. Uh, Rick says several times, that he can just replace everybody with clones. He tells Beth that, look, if you're unhappy, I can make a clone of you. It will be exactly you. Have all your emotions and memories and feelings, and it, it'll it'll be you. And you can go off and have your own life, have adventures. You can escape. I'm offering you this carte blanche. And Beth refuses. However, Beth later ponders am i a clone is is has that already happened has he done that to me is there another beth somewhere she rick putting this to her causes her to question her own existence to a uh, a very fearful precipice right because when she calls rick later on to ask him that Rick says, look, you're, you're not just wondering that because if you knew you were a clone, I would have to terminate you because you'd become aware of your own existence, right? She's like, uh, no. He's like, all right, good, cool. And she freaks out <laughs> very understandably, freaks out. Now, there are things that are significant in the Rick and Morty universe. Um, where we see Rick become very uh, emotionally involved in certain things, right? Like Bird Person. Rick is it, it holds his friendship with Bird Person to a very high degree of significance. During his, during Bird Person's wedding, he's this grumpy Gus uh, about how Bird Person's most important day of his life was at the battle of, of this, uh, of this far off planet against the government, um, in, in support of freedom or what have you. So, um, what else is significant to Rick? Uh, I would say having fun and, and living your best life, and being really chill, um, science and and uh, the um, the continuing march of progress is also very important to Rick. That's very significant. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think 
Rick says to Morty, uh, look, don't, uh, love is just a chemical in your brain that causes you to mate. Rise above. Focus on science. So there are things that are important to Rick. It's not complete end-of-the-world nihilism to him where absolutely nothing matters. Some stuff does matter, and it matters to a point, but that point kind of floats off into the distance and doesn't lend itself to anything that is substantial, right? It, it doesn't necessarily give us a greater meaning in life. It gives us a meaning, the, the meaning being you should live a happy life. You should live a life of progress and of growth. Um, you should live a life that um, in, in which you are happy and you're partying all the time, you know, drugs and video games and all that cool stuff. So, yeah. Um, of course, there are a ton of other examples of uh, how insignificance plays a huge role in the Rick and Morty universe. Um, I think one of my favorite quotes is Morty talking to Summer, saying, look, you see those outside? That's my grave, he, he points to, uh, where he and Rick buried the uh, uh, dimension that they're inhabiting's Rick and Morty after they exploded themselves. He says, look, that's my grave. I'm from another dimension where we messed everything up. Uh, nobody lives forever. Everybody's going to die. Come watch TV with me. And at the end of the day, he's he's right. Nobody does live forever. Everyone will die. So do what makes you happy in life. Yeah, I, I think in the next episode or two, I'll touch on the nihilism that uh, that heavily pervades Rick and Morty um, because it's littered all throughout the series, especially in Rick. Um, oh, a uh, I, I think I should do an episode covering each of the characters more in depth because there's so much that could be said, right? Um, especially about characters like Jerry. Um, <laughs> I, I think an in-depth paper could be written about Jerry um, and how insignificant and, and reflective of human nature he is. Because where, where Jerry is concerned... His, his life is so insignificant, and Rick keeps telling us this. In this latest episode, uh, Rick hijacks the car to go to uh, this planet that he had sex with, and he says, look, we'll be done with this in, in no time, and you can get back to vacationing with a family that doesn't need you. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's right. He's very right where uh, we see that in the couple episodes where Beth and Jerry are separated. 
yeah, the family does fine. They do perfectly fine. Even Jerry does well. Uh, he starts dating that alien Amazon woman and seems to be pretty happy with that for, you know, at least a little while, but at least he's happy. Right. But I think Jerry is insignificant because he's too close to the sun. He's, he's way too close to Rick and Rick kind of makes everything insignificant. Right. Um, uh, in one of the last episodes, he actually kills Morty and, and um, like he shoots him and kills him. And then he uses a device to technically bring him back. But he later on in that episode explains you can't reverse time. You, you can't go back in time, stupid. What I did was I, I'm just replacing you with one of an infinite amount of Mortys throughout dimensions where you happen to be alive. At the, uh, at the exact time where you use this device that I gave you that you think controls time. So he didn't give him a time control device. He gave him a dimensional manipulation device where Morty can just kind of hop dimensions that are exactly like his except for this one instance. And that instance being the, the one where he messes things up or dies or um, tries something and, and wants to try it a different way and what have you. He explains at the end of the episode, look, you did all of those things. The only, the only thing is you hopped to, um, you hopped to a different dimension where that thing did not happen, but you still did that thing in this other dimension. So that raises the question is the Rick that he's then talking to the same Rick, the C-137 Rick that, that we, uh, that we have been following since the beginning of the series or have we? It's a great question. Um, there's a, there's a lot to dive into here. So Rick tells him uh, in a sense that what he's doing is insignificant, but on the other hand, he did all of those things. Now he's left all of these dimensions with tons of uh, crimes and horrible things that Morty has done. And then Rick collapses them all together and they go outside the garage and there's all of these protesters and cops and activists and everything that, that Morty messed with. And they're all crying out for his head and everything. And he has to get into a vat of acid because he mocked Rick's plan at the beginning of the episode. So it's Rick pretty much getting back at Morty for making fun of his idea or, or calling it stupid rather. So in its, in its own way, that makes all of Morty's past decisions throughout, um, throughout his day or a couple of days, rather it, the, the timeline in that episode is kind of askew. It 
kind of does make them insignificant throughout the episode. And then at the end of it, it collapses everything together and makes them matter to Morty. Um, which raises the question to me, can Rick make things significant out of uh, instances where he previously made them insignificant? This episode would uh, lend to the affirmative in that. It, it would it would definitely make me say yes. Rick has proven and has often said that he can do anything and he can he's he's the doctor who of doctor who's in this show he he can do anything so it's not necessarily that he won't go out of his way to make things significant again it's that he simply chooses not to which is uh, something else that we can delve into later on, but that is all for right now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Stick around for more sci-fi unchained. I'll be going over more Rick and Morty later on, but for now live long and prosper my friends and may the force be with us all. <laughs>